Hey, comic book readers, and welcome to another episode of Off the Rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. This is a comic book review show where we take comic books of last week, recap them, review them, tell you we thought about them, and then we recommend comic books that are coming out this week that we think that you should check out. We also like to uh, pick a topic, and we'll dissect it for a few minutes. That's uh, usually our pre-show. And of course, uh, as always, the show is sponsored by viewers like you. If you're watching the show live, you yourself can... Uh, be part of the action and uh, use a super chat, ask a question or comment, read it here on the show, and you'll be part of it. I just got my notification that the show went live, and I unprofessionally did not silence my phone. I give you crap about that. You but I think it's a fantastic opportunity to mention that if you want to support us and you don't want to do it financially because you can't, and that's totally understandable, you could always help us out by liking this video, subscribe to our channel, clicking the above notifications, and getting uh, notified when we go live so you don't miss out on the live experience because nothing, anything can happen. And more often than not, I release the show anyway. Or uh, share with a friend. Or share with a friend. Why not? I like that little uh, addendum that you incorporated into your show. Some uh, show. Dynamic Duos from I CBR. Do, I just do the intro. If you haven't already listened to Dynamic Duos, you should Stop. definitely check out uh, that show from CBR on YouTube and on Spotify, wherever podcasts are found. Tiffany does the intros and outros for those shows. Yeah. And uh, yeah, spread a little love. I'm going to leave the episode. No, 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 you can't. Also, uh, subscribe to us over on twitch.tv slash comic pop. And if you are not a fan of live, but you do like streams, go to youtube.com slash at comic pop plays. All links for everything that we do and everything we are are in the description below this video. So check those out if you want to get in on the action. I have not yet updated our threads profile What's wrong with you? Uh, on the on I'm the updates, kidding. but we are also on threads. Uh, I myself, or rather Comic Pop, the institution, is on threads at Comic Pop Official because some knob about like seven or eight years ago took Comic Pop, posted three pictures of Funko Pops, and then fucked off. How about you, Tiffany? What are you on threads? Uh, the real, uh, yeah, the real zoobs. Like, the real what am I? <laughs> zoobs, just like Twitter. <laughs> Who am I? Uh, but yeah. I don't know. <gasps> uh, that's kind of it, I guess, that's before we get into is. comics. That's, that was a good show. Yeah, I'm glad we all uh, we learned a lot. <laughs> So normally what we do is we, we would like to take a topic that's going on in the industry. But uh, and there's two things I want to mention. The first of which is the whole Hollywood thing. Uh, thankfully, you know, because the WGA and SAG are striking and trying to get equitable or at the very least the barest minimum of pay uh, in this new world where uh, corporate uh, salaries <laughs> are at an all time high and residuals are at an all time low. It's a it's a fantastic opportunity for them to stretch their muscles and prove that they're that they're valued. Um, there's also another issue at hand that is less discussed, but it's still, I think, the most pressing one, which is the invasion and proliferation of crappy new emergent technologies into our daily lives. The idea being that, uh, like, let's say that you're an extra or, uh, you know, you, you're, you're a SAG actor and you want to get in on the uh, on, on the whole action. You want to work your way up the corporate ladder, so to speak, by uh, appearing in uh, bit parts or in the background. Well, what they do now is they pay you a day rate, you show up, they scan your body, and now they own you in perpetuity for the rest of your life. How, ni how nice. That's what, just trash. What a garbage suggestion. That's, that's like that's that is that is dystopian in nature. That, that it's like a cartoon. That's like <laughs> that's like if you work for OCP. That's how freaking evil and and nuts that is. That's that's like saying you'll pay someone an exposure. Yeah. It's as delusional and crazy. Speaking <laughs> of which, by the way, happy birthday to Robocop, which came out today, 36 years ago. Big ups to Robocop. A movie that I never really uh, appreciated or cared about when I was a kid, but I knew it was there and it was part of my life. And uh, over time, really appreciating that it's just like this hilarious satire. Um, and I really appreciate how many times you've seen that movie in your lifetime. Thanks to me. It's literally only because of you. Yeah. I didn't know anything except the name. That's yeah. it. Right. 
Right. And now, now I know more. More than ever. Thanks. But uh, yeah, uh, so that sucks. But, you know, they're, so they're striking and as a result, actors and of course, by extension, writers, uh, but aren't uh, promoting their movies. They're not doing any of the circuit. They're not going to Comic-Con. Uh, and uh, I've noticed that, uh, you know, there there is some controversy surrounding influencers and Internet personalities and mm-hmm. what their role is, as I understand it, basically, like if you take money from studios to promote a project or to go do something like a like a red carpet or a premiere, you're a scab and mm-hmm. uh, you are hurting the movement. However, there is also this kind of like conflicting report that says, like, basically, if you if you we don't want to give studios the opportunity to point at the failure of movies because of the strike and say, we'll see you know our, our our assets are depreciating anyway right so like we want the movies to succeed but you also need to hurt them by not participating in them but also we want them to work out basically i think the idea is if we promote these movies mm-hmm. as a contract from studios that's no good which i think is fine i'm happy to not continue to continue to not take studios money um but talk I talk about it. I don't, I don't care. Right. But I've also noticed that there's um, there's a little bit of discussion about like if you are promoting them and you're only doing it for your own livelihood, maybe that's OK. But it's very dicey. So I figure we'll just we're just going to avoid talking about movies for a while. Um, this is rarely an issue, but because it is one today at the time of this taping, I figure it's worth mentioning just to, for it to be this moment in history and to say like, hey, we're not going to do that. Mm. Uh, thankfully as has been the case for the better part of 50 years, Hollywood doesn't give a shit about comic books. So thankfully right. our comic book review show is unaffected virtually entirely, unless we were to talk about secret invasion, which uh, they, they were doing it over at absolute Marvel in DC. I'm, I'm not even going to bother. You know what I think is interesting is like, and I don't know enough about the influencer side of it mm-hmm. because well, we influence nothing. Um, <laughs> that's right. That's right. But um, when I find the, the term repugnant, I don't like using it. Right. I, I know that Hollywood invented it to, otherwise internet creators yeah yeah yeah. but like i love now that like there's a strike going on they're like well we'll just get them to do it exactly well now you have value and well so it's like simultaneously it's like wow okay screw you Mm -hmm. um and also hopefully people who are being approached recognize how quickly your corporate overlords can flip on you right and, and how like, like it's gonna disappear you know it's gonna like evaporate the next thing that shows up they're gonna be like oh i don't need you anymore bye i have no and, I, and i'm not gonna give you anything anymore yeah because you know we have no deal that's here, right so. of course no i think uh no there's no way that any of the influencers that are like attracted to this are thinking about that mm. Uh, which you know, it's their their prerogative. Yeah. And I I'm happy care to less. help support those who are fighting for their livelihoods right now. Like, Same. It doesn't really affect us to not like to to like give up a little something. Yeah, there. it's really not it's a barely anything. I'm happy it's to, nice to so, show solidarity with like creatives. Agreed. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, of course, was that we're going to San Diego Comic Con this week. Yeah, if you're going to be at San Diego, come say hi. If you see us, stop us, say hi. Um, San Diego Comic Con's happening. It's really exciting, and we're locked in. We got we got plane tickets, we got a hotel room. It's happening. Your first San Diego Comic Con ever. Yeah, we'll see. I'm telling. I'm My telling second you. one. We're gonna be uh, we, when we're boarding the plane. I'm like, okay, <laughs> we're going. We have tickets. They're already. I picked seats. It's great. But uh, I, as you can imagine, I'm not even remotely prepared. No. 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 Like even a little bit. Well, what do you need to prepare? <laughs> 
I have to pack. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to make me film tomorrow. Well, <laughs> are Ben and Ethan both available tomorrow? No. Then there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Which one of them is available tomorrow? Ethan. Okay. So getting into the books <laughs> of the week. I don't know what that meant. I read, um, <laughs> I read a couple of things. I read some night terrors. I skipped a couple just because I just, for a minute or two, I went like, I don't really care. Like, not that I don't care about night terrors. I think the night terrors is a great idea. And I think that the implementation has been really solid. Sure. The role has been fun. I think it's going to be really like interesting. Well, are we, is that like our, that's like the main book that we've got though. Right? Yeah, no. Okay, well, so I'm, gonna... I also read Spider-Man. So I'll oh, talk okay. about Spider-Man a little bit, but okay. um, yeah, but uh you know, I read the first issue. Not a, not a lot of people are talking about it. There's not really. Oh, much. I thought that you wrote that like that was the the, the main topic of the show. So there's was... nothing else going on that's a, the, that's that's worth mentioning. Oh. oh, besides like the fallen friend first issue, last issue of the death of Kamala Khan, but whatever. Um, it's like it's like you you really you were such a good energy, and I feel like the reality of oh my god, we have like a day and a half to get ready to leave <laughs> for San Diego might have just hit you mm. on air. Like yeah. on a live show, I think you all just watched Sal go. Oh no yeah yeah <laughs> but i did read uh jeremy adams and eduardo pansica um doing uh night terrors green lantern number one of two by the way uh great cover uh the issue's I fine mean, i don't know who that's supposed to be it's green lantern he's freaking out it's he's in a nightmare realm i know so his body's it, gonna be exposed yeah like, it doesn't you know, quite look like what i imagine hal jordan to look like no no, it looks like a monster with it's like, like a guy. I mean, you know, some guy. The fact is, it could have just been a guy, and then they just added the ring and post. Yeah, you know, but it's still. I think it's a great cover. It's a fun. It's a fun image, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, just if you you could some of these you could write your you could write by just imagining. Like here's the pitch: Night Terrors, Green Lantern. It's a, it's Hal Jordan's nightmares. What's he gonna see? His dad in parallax. Yep. Good issue. It's fine. Fair. Yep. Oh, but. Two issues? Oh, shit. Okay, well, then the dad will be the most of the issue, and then Parallax will be the next issue. Cool. All right. Sounds good. There you go. The art's good. Writing's fine. Okay. I, I also read a Night Terrors. Oh, like, which one? In. I read Zatanna. Yay, I'm glad. Zatanna. I opened it, looked at it, and went, no, nah, I don't want to. It's written by uh, Dennis Culver with art by David Baldinian. Um, Did he draw the interiors, too? Because I really like the cover. Uh, Well, he... She definitely did the interiors. No, Dave, yeah, David Baldion did the uh, the the cover. Yeah, and like it's like the art's good and when it's great and it's fine when it's fine. Okay. Um, uh, this book's okay. It was like, it's not her. It's not her book. Oh no. It's a robot man book. Well, it means her book. Yeah. But he's also writing Doom Patrol right now. I yes. Think. So we got to put we so got to robot put man shows yeah. up in okay. it. Um. Fine. You know. We couldn't sell Night Terror's Robot Man. I guess not. I think he could have sold Night, Night Terror's Doom Patrol. Yeah, because I know that people were like really hyped about Zatanna getting I, her own book again. Well, Zatanna should have absolutely had her own Night Terrors, but like if you wanted to do a Doom Patrol one, trust me, the people on Doom Patrol, like even if they're not really, that's the problem. Zatanna was involved with the main Night Terrors thing. Mm -hmm. How are you going to get the Doom Patrol involved? Because in theory, they're all kind of involved, sort of, not really. Uh -huh. But you could just bomb in and check out like on, on some of these. Yes. Like, characters right yes, so it's, absolutely it's kinda like i just feel like the doom patrol they're ripe for the picking for this type of thing any member of them yeah would make a great night terror Agreed. um that said like we're not they're not like in a nightmare because the ton of 
cast a spell yeah. to, to be awake and it, it it's just it's just not a, it wasn't her strongest showing it's yeah just, it's just it was fine it was um it could have almost been anyone no uh, unfortunately that's a real shame. um i hate when that happens uh so but like you know it was it was, it was like fun yeah but it wasn't quite what i thought it was going to be I, I thought it might go a little darker you know especially um with you know her being a member of or had, having been a member of justice league dark the skeleton is used again mm. the big dragon skeleton comes into play again i was like i didn't remember if it made it or not but i don't care it got got some show got some play yeah um, there's a couple of characters that are like demonized or i don't know what to nightmareized okay but like they're in the waking world um, and I try to like, I look them up and technically I do have allegories in the DC universe, but like, not really mm. like there's a, um, Oh, Sir Morbid. Okay. And when I looked up Sir Morbid, cause I was like, is this like a person I should know? Yeah. Like, there is a Mr. Morbid and there is a <laughs> Sir Morbid, but Sir Morbid's actually a Scooby-Doo character. Who's a skeleton. And this is also a little skeleton. And I was like, well, like, I mean, that, maybe. Does that I mean that there's know. like going to be a night terror Scooby-Doo? No, I hope not. I don't know. I think that would sell like, like, like Scooby snacks. Oh, <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, the main like antagonist really dig the design mm. for her. She's, she's really cool looking. Looks like. Oh, wow. Guy. I thought you were going to say insomnia. Cause that's not a great design. No, 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 no. There's like a like the but for those queen of nightmares or whatever. Cool. I don't know okay. What, I honestly don't remember her name, but like she's really dope looking. I really appreciate the design for that. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, the story was just it was it was it's like it's not bad. It's not great. It was just very. Just it was there. It was there. That's a shame. I hate when that happens. Ray Farr in our uh, super chat sponsoring today's show said, "Come pop, woo!" Loved last week's episode on Wolverine suits, X Men Legends one two and Ultimate Alliance. Made me love the Ultimate designs, not the book though. <laughs> well, that's fair. Uh, yeah, we did a whole Elseworlds exchange. That is you to say did. myself and Cape Joel talking about all the Wolverine suits in main continuity for the most part. Really fun episode. Check it out. Who would you like to see us cover next time? Let us know in the comment on that episode. Uh, 60 second comic facts. It's San Diego Comic-Con week. Since both of you are going, what's something you're most excited to do or see? Uh, mine, mine is just going to be meeting people, meeting you guys. But most, but uh, equally, I'm, I'm excited to meet folk on the floor and outside, but also to meet up with colleagues that I don't get to see in person. I have no idea. Right. I don't know. <laughs> I put us down on like a list of a ton of things to go and see. I have, I have no idea. I, I, I haven't looked at it at all. Cause I was like, well, I'm not going to get my hopes up. I'm right. just not going to look. So now we have five hours in the plane to decide what you're going to go look at. Is it five? I thought it was six. It's five and a half. Oh, that's basically six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh Arduit says uh Kamapop Woo. Thank you very Woo. much. I uh, was listening to a pod earlier this week and they asked which with strikes going on, who'd they go see at San Diego Comic Con? I don't know, comic authors? Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Like I'm thrilled. I think that's wonderful. I'm like so on board for Comic Con. I hope it's a trend. I hope we see like well, everyone abandon Comic Con except for comic book creators. Yeah, like that's just that's so funny. People are like, no, it's a pop culture con. It's like it became one. Yeah, you turned it into one. But I don't know if you've ever broken those words up. Yeah. Um, no. San Diego, that's where it's from. Mm -hmm. uh, Comic-Con. It's comic book convention, you see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like, no, comic could be so many different things. It's an umbrella term. The thing I think is funny is that I haven't seen the kind of like phony, two-faced Hollywood nonsense at Comic-Con yet, where they're like, Oh my God, literally everybody canceled except for the comic book people. Uh, Tom King, everybody. He's a big effing deal. Well, he is. I wonder if he's in the WGA. I guess he, well, he's not promoting any movies, so it's okay. Right, right, right. That may, I, think that's, I think that explains why Iman Vellani is writing Ms. Marvel. 
Also because, you know, Paul Dana wrote a Riddler book and it's like, that's selling well. Yeah. Uh, Bear Farmer, I was called in today, but on my way home, I listened to the Turtles watch you did on Absolutely Plug and got home just in time to catch this. Nice. You're getting a double dose of me and an, an extra bonus of Tiffany. Enjoy. Yeah, me and Huston talked about Turtles the 1. side of Tiffany. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Turtles 1 is the best comic book adaptation of all time. even seen it? Yeah. Yeah. Prior to? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, apparently he liked it. Awesome. Even though he's like a big baby. What? He's like a little boy. He's a tiny. He's a tiny little person. You know, he's like he's like he's like fourteen years old. What? I'm not kidding. He's 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 at least eighteen. What is happening right now? I'm just saying. You know, like I didn't. It's like I feel like Captain America, where it's like, oh, you're talking about the Ninja Turtles 1990 movie. Isn't that a little old fashioned? Igor Rusin, uh, love you guys. Keep up, keeping up. We're trying, man. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, Bear Farmer continuing with a San Diego Comic-Con question, which I do appreciate, was, uh, I wonder what's the most, I can't believe I have this book you've gotten signed. Hmm. That's more for you than me. No way. Because I have a bunch of different books that are yeah, signed by that's... I mean, you know, like, you know, DiMatteis, Bendis. Bendis was nice. That was a fun one. But I, it's funny. We met Bendis at Baltimore Comic-Con one time, and he signed, like, a couple of books we had. And also agreed to be on a podcast and then forgot about us for 10 years. But then when he was like, after he'd already signed his exclusivity with uh, DC, we were doing some work with DC. And one of our reps was like, well, I'm just going to get you to the front of the line of the Bendis signing. And we got our new Avengers signed. It was great. That's right. That was fun. I don't know. Yeah. There's a ton of uh, creators going to be there. I was looking for game and I didn't see his name. on That's the never happening. That's okay. I mean, he is protesting in, 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 in Hollywood. Maybe yeah. he'll take the plane ride I down. Seriously doubt that. If he did, he would be a big screaming deal. That would be something to promote. Yeah. He'd be like, yeah, he should dress like Morpheus and just walk through the floor. Like, why would he do that? Because he looks like Morpheus. That's why. Oh, I thought I, I was. You mean like from the Matrix? For like a second, because like a real person, you know what I mean? Like yeah, he often dressed... wears like the glass. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, so like yeah. I was taking his like real life mm-hmm. look and then making. I meant, yeah, like, I was dream. Like, I was like, why would he do that? Yeah. I'm like that seems really off brand. That would be I weird. I don't get that. Yeah. You know, I know he likes wearing the glasses, but like, wouldn't he be more like Neo then? Like, <laughs> literally, I'm a tired human being. Apparently, yeah. What'd uh, you read? Wait, no, I, I was trying to answer that question. Oh, okay, you What's got my book. I what's don't your book? Know. You can't believe you got it. Freaking Peach Bro- Mumico. I think Brian came on. And oh, yeah. the Staples. <laughs> that was cool. Getting that for like first thing, mm-hmm. even before you had the exclusive meeting with him. Yeah. By the way, that's who I picked for uh, writing Gen 13. Is Brian K. Vaughn. Okay. You can get Fiona Staples on art. That'd be awesome. Be sick. That'd be amazing. I still want Dan Moore, though. All right. What did you read? What did I read? You're asking yeah. me what I read. You want to know the things that I read? Rogue and Gambit ended this week. Yay. Uh, issue 5 came out. Did it happen? Did everything you want happen? Wait, what, what did you think no. I wanted? I, I think you didn't want them to get divorced or separated or yeah. married. And they didn't. Oh. <gasps> So, so now what? No, it's actually a very sweet issue. Oh yeah, very nice. Written by Stephanie Phillips, uh, with art by Carlos Gomez, and uh, yeah, this they they take Manifold off the table. Oh, okay. By the end of this, so I'm like, okay, Destiny is 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 doing lots of things. So I have a feeling anyone who had a hand on her right now, mm-hmm. everyone had to be working together a bit, right? Um, right. Because 
you know, she's at post sins of sinister. She doesn't really know the future. And like, she's been messing up here and there lately. And so, you know, she sent rogue on this quest and Gambit came along with her. And I, the, there was a major importance on manifold mm-hmm. getting him back. They managed to do that uh, in, in a truly like Gambit fashion or you know, like there was a really, there's some really excellent panels this week. Um, one of his is from another X-Men book. But there was one that like I I just I just loved it so so much because like it's really about their relationship and I was like oh my god they're really amping this up at the beginning like there's just no way uh-huh. that this isn't going you know what I mean like the way that I don't want it to yeah um and like Gambit's like Rogue's like you have to leave because like she's no control over her body right mm. and he's like I'm not gonna do that she's like I, why like because she can still talk but like she can't control what she's what she's doing uh-huh. right and um. And like he's like, no, I'm gonna, I'm betting on you. Like I, I know you. Like I, I know what you're capable of, right? Yeah. And like this is the panel is like he's like saying he's like you know you trust me I've been there. I was like you fought this that and the other thing and like blah 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 and like just incredible. And then he goes like, there's nothing that my wife can't do. Oh. And it's like it was so perfect. Mm-hmm. And then she inevitably gets like breaks three. Yeah. Awesome. Still's the chip in her neck though. Oh. And they have the um, remote control. You know, there's a big fight. Everybody's fine at the end. They go back. Destiny and Rogue hide something from Gambit in which that they take Manifold who they did not let wake up mm-hmm. and they put him in like a thing and they send him someplace. Oh. And Destiny's going to take care of him. Don't worry. Oh, sure. sure. I can't wait. Worry about it. It's going to be, it's going to be good. Yeah. Um, but like if, if something happens in Fall of X and suddenly Destiny has Manifold, you'll is, know why. This is the book that told you why she has it. <laughs> um, so just know that that's what you like. Unless you're a huge fan of Rogue and Gamut's relationship, you might have like not read this book. Um, but you know, Destiny has a, a playing chip, and I don't know if that's going to come in handy. Uh, and Rogue and Gambit are fine at the end. Good. She's got the chip in her neck. She they're going to try to figure out how to take it off. They she can got, just kill her. Well, she doesn't want to do that necessarily. No, she's had that thought, but like there's the whole sinister thing. Like, what? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, Like, so she doesn't necessarily want to go through that. Um, But like, she's like, you know what? Like, she asks him to use his powers because it would be taking it off in a similar way that um, Forge would end up doing. Mm -hmm. She's like, and if I die, then I'll be resurrected. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, we'll be okay. Yeah. Um, And he does it and they're fine. Oh, great. Yay. How nice! Yeah, so it, good. Now you can read. Now you can reread the series with a with a little uh, tension out of it. Yeah, exactly. And then they bang. You know. Well, why and not? The, and the cats are there, clearly looking for food. Yeah. They're like, um, excuse or me. Could you not? Could you not bang right now? You have to feed me. Because I'm hungry. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this this I you're right. I probably will have to go back and reread this, knowing that it's like. Oh, they're not going to uh, undo the marriage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is nice because they did deal with some stuff here and i i definitely appreciate that they convinced me that i was like well you're definitely gonna get rid of them because he's going on this team like no i um, yeah good good (laughs) the stuff (laughs) yep uh hayden uh, hayden hamilton says why are why aren't all of daniel warren johnson's books oversized it's an oversight to be sure i don't understand it you know Mm -hmm. some of them are some of them aren't uh and you know all the marvel ones aren't and it's outrageous and it's a it's a it's it's an oversight to be sure Mm. uh scarlet hotties atana covers gorgeous Story was all right, but not what I expected. If it came out 20 years ago, I'd be singing its praises on the playground, though. <laughs> fair. That's, mm. that's totally fair. And Lenny Laserdiscs, Comic Pop Woo. Hey, another Woo. All right. Thank you. Woo-woo. Night Terror has been fun so far. As someone who's had Night Terrors, my God, I'm scared for the DC <laughs> Universe. Uh-oh. It's a little less uh, extreme than actual Night Terrors, this, this series. Uh, so, Tiffany, you read... I read X-Force number 42 by Ben Percy with art by Paul Davidson. Cool. Looks like Beast is 
Nimrod, Nimrod? Is, that was one of his contingents so that we're like we go to we're like a thousand years in the future where like beast merged with Nimrod because oh one of his clones uh -huh. has many like beast playing pieces right um and in this future much like in the future where Nimrod was for like in um powers of 10 yeah there's like a like a zoo for humans though this <laughs> right time, yes and they're naked and like there's only so many of them left because there was a huge like culling of them right mm -hmm. what have you um and um this this issue serves to put everyone back to where they need to be for the next for fall of x for fall of x for the gala <laughs> to happen where it's just like what? They, they can't be in the future anymore we have to have them back on right Krakoa. but we haven't resolved the beast plot well, the beast plots i don't think the beast plot's gonna be resolved here i mean like they take care of the future issue i guess maybe oh, okay um or maybe they're gonna continue to, to work on that but the fact is i think the beast plot is going to be resolved in a wolverine book no oh, okay maybe i don't i don't know um but uh they remember like uh um, uh, kid omega had like a weird tentacle yes. thing. It, it was cere cerebrex which is what i thought okay. it was it comes out and like <laughs> tries to merge with beast and they try to come up with names for it and stuff mm -hmm. and such uh beast nimrod had um deadpool as like his court jester okay so he's dead fool um and uh you know he ends up killing him like mm -hmm. he uses the cerebral sword and kills this beast like cerebrex good uh, hybrid because the problem was like once cerebrex showed up it was going to kill all the mutants now because it's like, well, I want all your, your knowledge and all that. Right. But right. The, the big takeaway here really is that um, Colossus has been like of one mind of, of his own mind. And he asks Domino to like, he's like, when we get back, like uh, they're on their way back. He's like, when we get back, I need you to do something for me. You have to go to my farm and see, mm -hmm. and then they go end up back on Krakoa. And she's like, oh, what no. are you saying? They get control of him again. Yeah. It's like nothing. Right. And I'm like, at what point will Domino go, that was weird. That was a weird I thing. I'll go to the farm. Go. Yeah. Like, I, I, Colossus is getting a whole lot of passes in all the books right now. And I'm like, dude, you're, you're messing up almost more than beast with beast. Right. Like he's just, he's been like this, right? But like Colossus, everyone's like, nah, it's fine. It's You know, that's just Colossus. That's mm -hmm. just his, you know, ethics. That's just his, this. And I'm like, is it, do you know him? Yeah. Just, is his beard made of metal too? Colossus. Yeah. I, oh no. Okay. It is not. I think his hair turns hard too. So well, not, shouldn't his beard? Maybe it's just a different color metal. No, no, no everybody draws. No, yeah, it looks like just hair. It could be. I, I don't mm, know. Okay. Um. These are the hard questions. These are the hard questions, folks, that I have no answers to. Fair uh, enough. All right. So I I was hoping that we were going to get a resolution on Beast, but I think that's, or Colossus or Colossus. Um, but I think that those are too tied in with Orcus and the fall right now because mm -hmm. beast is obviously going after Orcus like independently and Orcus is, you know, going has like 12 different like hands. Yes. To, like, yes. Taking down the X-Men or the mutants in general. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, this issue occurred. Right. Okay. That sounds like, like par for the course of the series. Uh, Dante cook, yo comic well, yo comic. I think you meant yo comic, but thank you very much, sir. Uh, can't believe I'm catching the show live on my holiday trip to Amsterdam. Nice. Here's a little vacation cash I would love to share. Well, thank you, Dante, oh, for that. Enjoy have yourself. a wonderful time. Yeah, exactly. I hear uh, they have, uh, you know what they call a quarter pound of cheese in, in, in that area? What? Royale with cheese. <laughs> I don't know if they still do. I assume they would. But uh, enjoy, man. Have a great time. Thank you very much for your support, Royale man. Royale with cheese. 
Uh, Bear Farmer dropping another super chat to say, I busted out laughing and my neighbors, uh, like my neighbors, may have heard me when you called Hassan a tiny little boy. Oh, God. Cry emoji. <laughs> and I don't mean, I'm not, I'm not done me disparage him. I think he's a great guy and I, I like him. He's a friend now. But I, uh, I, you know, I just like to call people who are children or who are much younger than I am who have like the whole lives ahead of them. I like to diminish them in some way by being like, you're a tiny little man boy. You're a little, little, little person with your little pants. Uh, <laughs> Hayden Hamilton, my bro, you should do a pod where you just tell me about the comics you're reading and we'll riff on them. Me see the thing is, and showed him back issues. <laughs> <laughs> see the thing is this. That reminds me of my, my reference. Uh, Aaron made this reference because of, because I, I, my, my our friend, Aaron, I uh, was telling her about this reference that I make a lot yeah. uh, there's a great movie you should watch it's free on youtube it's called dirty work it stars uh it's written by bob saget late uh, uh starring norman donald and chris farley okay. late as well Artie lang is also in it um but it's a great movie it's really funny it's very stupid it's very lowbrow uh okay. but there's a great moment where um norman donald's character is asking chris farley's character uh to uh you know he's commiserating and chris farley does this whole bit where he's like offering help Okay. Listen to me, my friend. If you need anything at all, and I mean anything, you come to me. And he goes, can I stay at your place? He goes, this, see, the thing is this. <laughs> and it's like just in one breath, like you come to me. Okay, can I stay at your place? You see, the thing is this. I live at the Y. And, start, and starts to explain why he can't do it. But like, you see, the thing is this is just like a perfect response to like any time anyone offers like or wants help. That's what I think of. It's a reference I make. Okay. But yeah, we were talking about that. And she was like, you see, the thing is this. And I was like, hey. <laughs> that reminded me of Hayden's comment. <laughs> Ray Farr. Also, Tiffany, your hat game is always amazing. Thank Smiley you. face. I agree. Yeah. I was like, hey, you're dusting off an old uh, favorite here. It's Pikachu. Yeah, outdoors with Pokemon, which I guess is not really Pikachu's name, but whatever. Ray Farr. Also, Tiffany. Yeah, you said that already. Uh, Haziah Haynes. Uh, thoughts on Unstoppable Doom Patrol so far? I've read the first two issues, and I think it is a fine series. I think it's I think it's nice. I think the art's great. And I think the writing is good. I think that uh, it's it's just it's not as exciting as the last two iterations. Mm, you know, they're different. They are very different, but I I admire how different it can be. Mm, okay. Uh, yeah. Moving on. What else you got? I read. Oh, is it just all mean from here on out? No, there's two more we got. Uh, Moon Knight. Uh, number 25 came out this week um, by Jed McKay, Partha Pratam, Alessandro Capuccio, Alessandro Viti. Oh, well. okay. For the good reason. It's a like, oh, and also in the back is a, a, a excerpt from a story by Doug Mench and Bill Sinkovich. Oh, wow. Sinkovich. Yay. Um, why is this so, why are there so many artists working on this? Because uh, this was an extra big issue for number 25, uh, which was $10. Oh, no. It was like 90 pages because okay. like 60 or so of them were like the main story. It says, oh, wow. I think it was 90 pages. Wait, maybe not. Mm. I thought it said that in the thing that I looked up. Right. Yeah, it's like 80-ish. Then you get ads. Mine's 80-ish without ads. Okay. Um, but like, yeah, the first like 60 or so pages are main story. Yeah. 60 to 70 pages. Are the That's main cool. Story. Um, and then the second or the last. And then there's some some bonus some stuff. additional bonus stuff from an older issue of. of um, oh, it's a reprint. Just the back few pages. Yeah. OK. I mean, you know, just like I'm not going to pay extra for like a reprint. I mean, you're know? already paying extra for 70 pages. Of story, all right. All right. So, you know. We'll just use the whole thing. Then. And I and I and I feel like most people didn't read a long way to dawn from the Hulk magazine number twenty, oh. which starred Moon Knight. Oh, cool. Okay. So, you know. 
Well, I thought it was just a reprint of one of the old Moon Knight books. <laughs> it is a reprint of Moon Knight pages. That's um, dope. Right, I cool. didn't say a book. I said pages. Uh, anyway, uh, this is like a classic Jed McKay remembers issue. Uh -huh. where it feels like Jed McKay was like, okay, I really want to touch on a whole bunch of stuff from Moon Knight's past, but like there just isn't enough time and or like books that I have in a year to make that happen. So let's just do this really big issue where I get to throw in a bunch of things I remember. And in fact, if you're a Moon Knight fan, uh, Black Spectre is the like antagonist that's been like plaguing him for a while. And you're like, okay, cool. Hey, fun fact, everybody. Uh, in an older, like in the first issue that Black Spectre, I think, appeared in like, called the 80s mm -hmm. it was in moon Knight 25 <gasps> that's cool that's a fun little like so like you know who's not thinking about that anybody works anybody Marvel. else anybody else but jed mckay is thinking about it 100 yeah. because jed mckay has read everything apparently and remembers it all yeah um so i really do look forward to his podcast it's just jed mckay remembers and yeah that's it. your show and we started off where it's just like hey everyone let's find out today what jed mckay remembers yeah he's like oh man let me tell you something <laughs> Remember that Charms Blow Pop commercial where the kids are in charge? I was thinking it was more comic theme, but sure, let's talk about that. No, we'll run out of things eventually. I need to reference everything. Right. Remember the Crocodile Dentist commercials? I never had one myself, but... Uh, so this this story comprises of like kind of um, like there are three different art styles, which all, you know, convey their elements of like of the story. Yes. So it really works out well. And I'm sure this gave the opportunity for this book to come out on time because <laughs> you had three people working on it simultaneously, but like not at random. Like, right. are you're handling the prologue pieces here and you're going to handle these flashbacks. And right. Like, you know, but it's Kikuchio, called... you're handling the main part. Yeah. And, and tonally, you're not going to work together. Yeah. Right. So but this time it does. Yeah, and, and I gotta tell you, this was like a great, great issue. It is a fast read in terms mm. of how, like, knowing in the back of your mind how many pages it is. Yeah, you really, you're like, I'm at the end, oh no! You're like, well, but like, it's not because it's like cheap or like, you know, yeah. not there's not a lot of content, no, it's just, it's, it's, just, it's well paced. That's great. For sure. Um, and if you thought for a second 8-Ball was going to show up in this issue. No, I had no, I didn't remember 8-Ball. Yeah, 8-Ball definitely. 8-Ball has been showing up, Jed, that's like Jed McKay's orb. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Jason Aaron is to orb as Jade McKay is to 8-Ball. Yeah, um, I, I think, I think 8-Ball's joined the team, the Moon Knight team. Oh no. Yeah, um, that's all right. You know what? Why not? Who cares? Not me, that's who. I was, uh, I was talking to a comic book creative recently and, uh, he inquired about your your disdain or your seeming disdain for the Jed McKay remembers. He was like, I don't disdain. Well, he was like, what do you what do you mean? Like when you say Jed McKay remembers when she says that, what does she what does she mean? <laughs> like, well, like, give me an oh, example. Me to, that, OK, yeah. well, no, he's like, give me give me an example. So I would give him an example, you know, like, oh, well, you know, if you look at his D Doctor Strange run, you know, like characters will appear that hadn't been referenced since Doctor Strange, the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. You know. Or, uh, you know, or he'll pay off some dangling plot thread or, or, or create a whole new one from a previously dangling plot thread that never needed to be paid off because it came out from 1996. Yeah. And he was like, I remember stuff, too. <laughs> Is that is that bad? What's wrong? No, what's there's wrong nothing bad. Okay, <laughs> there's nothing. And I wanted to bring it up because I thought it'd be funny. There's nothing. I wanted you to clarify a little further. Yeah, but... no, I'm sorry. When I say that, it, it, it's more like I'm like son of a bitch remembers everything yeah like, seriously remembers everything every once in a while it gets a little like i'm like okay <laughs> right but I, like I, you I also it, but isn't Jed. that fun isn't that like why no, you invite certain people it, to parties it like, is 100 percent fun yeah like, i freaking like it quite a bit like I, I i had a ball with this like just 
you know, even while you're reading something of his, and maybe you're not like, I know a bit about Moon Knight, but not a whole lot about Moon Knight. Exactly. But like reading this, I was very comfortable in feeling like this didn't come out of nowhere. Yeah. Like that's really nice just to know that this is like tethered to history so much so that again, we made sure to like land this plot part of the story in issue 25 mm-hmm. to like make pay homage to black specter yeah show. like that's cool no. and who remembers that but jed mckay so there's well, really that's something there's nothing wrong with it and, it and i and i do say it with like a funny i guess cadence at times yeah yeah um, and i don't mean anything disrespectful or uh like malicious right. by it. Well, it, it is legitimately just a fascination of mine and it is a joy as well. well and that's the thing right like because that's what we do here on this channel mm-hmm. and the other and our and our subsequent other channels but like uh you know there there is like a fondness like like an old friend they, these are the kinds of reactions that we have and i know that that can get lost in translation a little bit and so i like to get kind of take a minute that's every once fair. in a while to like give content to give content no 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 that's, that's but fair. uh yeah but like for me now it's almost becoming like like it's like well, it's like being, it's like, like bingo. Like, right, well, what are we gonna get now? Right, but like also like event, like how will he top himself? Right, and exactly. it's like well, this time he definitely did. Yes, like that, that, that like, like timing of like issue twenty five to this. I was like, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah, yeah. The second, so okay, so Black Spectre was like also a um, freaking um, like organization. Mm-hmm. Um. And then the other is like a, a fictional supervillain, as said by the Wikipedia article. Mm-hmm. Um, but it said like several people have been that character. Yes. Um, but first appeared in um, November of like the early 80s in Moon Knight number 25. Nice. So like, I was like, written by Doug Bench with art by um, Bill Sankovich, <laughs> which is why that thing is in the back mm-hmm. as well and i'm like that's no, brilliant. this issue is really well thought through it mm-hmm. is a thoughtful issue not just in terms of the story but literally everything about it right. and like it might be something that slips right under your radar but trust me this this issue even though it is ten dollars <laughs> is like a, a really well thought out ten dollars yeah it's like <laughs> it's it's one of those things where it's like they'll do big issues big anniversary issues and it's like oh just get a bunch of writers to like do a little short thing or whatever no 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 yeah 25 issues you want to do something special for it i'm guessing i don't know i've never talked i, to I mean he McKay. definitely must have planned it out yeah we've never met jed mckay i don't think i think i saw him one time did we get his signature on anything? i might have i feel like we did yeah it, was, it must have been this past new york comic con it could have been but like this like the more I think about this issue, the more I'm just like, this was easily one of the best issues of the week for mm-hmm. me, even though I really like trusting Immortal X-Men. We're going to get into that. Yeah, we that are. Freaking banger. Well, let's. Um, but, uh, yeah. but this issue, just for its like care and the fact that the creative teams involved with it really seem to like have a have it, a. Have a- a joyful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a respect and a love for this character, um, you know this this progresses the storyline on it's, it's not just something it's not like they did something like an annual or something like that no this progresses the story on a lot happens in this we get some additional you know background on moon Knight and some of the friends that have fallen along the way and like what they used to do in the past and a, a hints here and there about who is this black specter yes because we actually run into a previous one like it, this issue is great yeah it's really well put together like i said mm-hmm. well paced um, well paced and honestly just all the extra details nice so impressive so yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh and ray far says jet remembers sounds like the chris farley show <laughs> do you guys remember you remember in that moon night annual from 1989 when like the scarecrow showed up that was awesome <laughs> uh yeah man uh speaking of which immortal x-men number 13 
Yeah. Uh, that came out this week, uh, written by Kieran Gillen with art by, I think, Lucas Warnick. Mm-hmm. And uh... <laughs> this, this book, man, mm-hmm. this book wrecks me every time it comes out. Yay. It's just so well written. It's like frustratingly well written. This one's 100%. This is like the beginning of the fall. There is a great, like, th- th- this is mm-hmm. the meeting is still going on. There's still a quiet council meeting happening. That's what I love about Kieran Gill. And he's just like, yeah, we can, we, we're just going to have a meeting. Yeah. Just meeting and talking. And I'm like, stressed. <laughs> like, just like sweating, stressed over yeah. like these adults meeting in like an open space because it's like, yeah, hey, we definitely, we did the thing Colossus wanted. And guess what? It blew up on her face. It, uh, it it went over just as well as everyone thought it, uh-huh. it might. Um, oops. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we get to see all like a bunch of the fallout from that, but mainly just within the chamber of the Quiet Council with yeah. like, people kind of talking about their experiences. Um, but the thing that's you know housing this story is um, Cipher and Krakoa itself, and Cipher talking about how like you know. You, you, they sit there and they're the quietest of the quiet council. Yeah. They're there for a reason, but they don't really say much or, or do much. Um, and that's when like Cypher starts noticing something and he's yeah. like, the leaves. They're turning. They're falling. Yeah. And so like Krakoa is dying. Well, or, I mean, that's or something is different. Something's changing, growing. And he yeah. says that it's the fall. And we do explain why that's happening. Great. And it's like, yeah this issue is so well written and yeah. well executed it's just it is really quick i just want to put a pin in this for a second wraith mentioned something just yes. like fall of x is followed by winter of x if we transitioned into we're going to do seasons of x-men that would be freaking cool <laughs> like if it's like well, fall of x is and it's it does fall yeah, right? yeah and like everything changes and then it's like winter of x yes because like and, and you know colloquially pop culture speaking yeah winter is coming you know everyone's thinking like winter is bad news like uh-huh. no, no no the fall of x is bad winter of x is worse right and then you get like the you know the the summer of x and yes. it's like you know you get these really that would be really cool you could squeeze another couple of years out of the <laughs> out of the x well cypher goes out of his way to say that like when he's talking to Krakoa about the leaves fall, like the leaves coming down. Yeah, like what are you doing, man? It's like what's happening, and Krakoa responds, and the word they use has like many meanings among the Krakoan language, and it has definitely two for our tongue Uh and fall. Yes, and I'm like, right, right, right. Okay, so they're acknowledging the autumn, and they're making it canon too. Like it's not just a term we're calling this era. Yes, it's also happening. Yes, yes. So you know, um, okay. All right. First of all, we all know that I am a like simp for Kieran Gillen's writing. Naturally, uh, it, uh, it's, you, there's worse things to simp for. It's just how uh, things have gone for me, apparently. Right? Uh, and this issue was particularly fantastic. Like just, just fantastic. So good. Um, we we start off with like a, a a little like a scene with like Emma talking about how. Um, she had to go, I think, to the UN. Okay. Uh, was it the UN? I don't know. It, it, was, it was one of those places. It doesn't matter. But like post the revelation of Sins of Sinister yes. Timeline, there's like angry, like, you know, folk outside protesting, screaming. Someone brings like a couple of people bring guns. They're going to try to kill her. Yeah. She decides that she's just like, oh, no, you're not going to kill me. You'll kill yourselves first. <laughs> yeah, of course. She's walking along and then she sees this like family. And oh it's God. like it's like this mom and, and dad and their, and their little kid. And they're like, my child was resurrected from the Phoenix hmm. resurrection, like protocols, like from like the Phoenix Foundation. Yeah. Like, 
is she safe? Right. Is she sinister now? <laughs> and like Emma just looks at her and like she is taken aback, which I right. love. Emma Emma breaks and she sees in her face probably like, oh, you don't know. Well, no, she's like, I yeah, and she's like, I think so. Oh, don't tell anybody that. And the mom's like, you think so? And forget, like, <laughs> <laughs> forget it, cause. But like Emma's there at the council and she's just like, this is a nightmare. Like, yeah. This is a nightmare scenario. And like, we're going to need to cerebro everybody. Forget it. Cause everyone, right. That is not what they're going to do. It's not a real spell. Um, so there's a lot of infighting going on. Uh, Destiny, meanwhile, is like, we need to get Celine off of this council. <laughs> yeah. What are we doing here? This, she needs to go. Gillen's like, we just put her here. We're not getting rid of her without doing no, some hilarious and, stuff. And Celine is like, I mean, when are you going to start with that whole, like, I'm part of Orcus thing again? Which she absolutely is, yeah. everybody, right? And Cerebrocast is like, woohoo. <laughs> Listen, I'm fine to have her around, but it, actually, at the end of the day, it's not going to matter. <laughs> it won't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. No, it might matter. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Everything matters and nothing does. Um, but uh, so while like Krakoa is like having this, like something's happening, Krakoa, yeah, everyone in the quiet council is like, something's happening, yeah, like at one another over various things, like you know, like they're like Colossus, you and your stupid ethics ruined everything, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And like Shaw's like, stocks are down now, yeah, and I was like, without that, like we can't survive, like we sell stuff in order to buy stuff, like we don't have enough here, and I'm like, doesn't the island give you everything, uh -huh. okay. um, but maybe not everything, everything uh so well like, not all the creature comfort she enjoys well, what about her magneto island is they're she like? like they're like she's like we have enough like if we're not making money we have enough to maybe support our utopia for like a couple months mm -hmm. you're like what are we gonna do here, right folks right uh destiny's desperate to get Celine off uh and then she like destiny says a couple of things where she's just like you know how did you come back right She's like, well, we didn't resurrect you. She's like, it wasn't through your resurrection. So I'm fine. I'm not. I, there's no risk of me being a sinister mm. des destiny. All right. So don't you worry about me. It was through magic. Right. Uh -huh. so what destiny is doing as as uh, Cypher picks up on is that she's like sending like like a secret sort of like, hey, to anyone like who might be paying attention. Uh -huh. Exodus. Who's right. already he doesn't have a vote. Who cares? Exodus. Uh, Hope. Xavier, mm -hmm. Emma, and Destiny have no vote. Right. Right now. They're just yeah. on the council, but they can't vote because uh -huh. they have they might be sinisterized yeah. since Destiny had to come back, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so she like Exodus picks up on it and he's like, Oh, right. You came back through magic, but if we kill you again, you're gonna be resurrected, and then you won't have a vote either. So he attacks Celine oh, and tries to kill her. Okay. Storm steps in. They have a huge blowout over that one. It's it's really well done because it's like, it's like that was these two powerhouses going at one another. And, totally. And she's like, if you do this, you like he's like, I'm for Krakoa. You're not. She's like, I'm also for Krakoa. She's like, if the two of us show our full power mm -hmm. over Krakoa, we'll kill everybody. Right. So how much will we be for like Krakoa at that point? Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um. So there's like a they like Exodus comes down. He uh, is not feeling so like he's just so like hey, like he's just, like he's at a breaking point where he like he doesn't know what to do. He just kind of stops moving for a mm -hmm, second. Mm -hmm. Hope like just takes him away. She's like, hey, man, <laughs> normally I would give you a whole bunch of crap for what you just tried to pull. Yeah. But like that was cool. I get it. Yeah, I get it. And so she has compassion for him. OK. And like shows what Krakoa is. That's, and, nice. like, That's really cool. Right. They break for a second. Um, Xavier goes off and like has a moment to try to get his shit together before they have to go back in for the rest of their meeting. And that's yeah. when like Cypher shows up and it's like, Hey, Hey, so I've prepared a statement if you want to just read it. Right. So then we get an info dump for it, which I really, oh, great. it's like a letter. Okay. He wrote a letter in his brain and then mm -hmm. lets Xavier read it. And that the idea is that like Krakoa is having a problem because 
right now the like Krakoa like we're not the, the land is like lives off of the energy of the people we you know we mentioned that that's clearly what's going on is uh-huh. creepy, but like it's something that everybody pretty much knows yeah but the people of Krakoa don't believe in what you're doing anymore Xavier yeah like they dig after after what everything happened, after look yeah just after everything they're like mm, no so yeah. Krakoa is dying it's mm. not getting enough food okay okay cool and so like you're making it sick and like I love this I love this conversation between Cypher and Xavier and I'm not going to do it justice so I really recommend that you read this issue this is a really well done issue and it really it's like it's Gillen's version of like how Hickman was telling story and you know it's truly his yeah but it makes me think of the quality we're getting from Hickman so it's like if you're missing that trust me issues like this are beautiful and amazing um so like Xavier talks about how like he did this because of what Moira showed him and yeah. he hates it. Mm. Like he hates a lot of it. Right. He's like, I'm the one who's like, no, we are humans. And they are the ones who call us mutants. Right. He's like, but we embrace that. And I hate that. I mm. hate that we have to embrace it. He's like, but that's what more, this is like the, the way that Moira showed me. This is the only way we could go in order to be unified. And so I do it. Right. And he's like, it was people like, an apocalypse and moira and eric or he calls him max he was like he right. goes to call him then he he switches over to max you mm-hmm. know i was like i appreciate that yeah growth there charles he's like they wanted this and now they're all gone and i'm the only one fighting for this thing that they wanted not me mm. this isn't how i wanted it cool and i was like wow i agree with you charles <laughs> is that you sir <laughs> yeah what <laughs> that's great so i love it he's like okay i know what i have to do and he goes back and he shares with a few people that they are dissolving the quiet council mm-hmm. and so he only shares it with some folk because he's afraid that others will act or like try to do something secretive or yeah make their own before he's like, i'm already doing that i've got a secret council that's been going on since hawks and pox so he does that head. and destiny's like we can't do this this yeah. is a no, bad idea i just got power and, and i lost it just now right and celine's like no no that's cool because she was actually potentially going to be in trouble because she attacked the external gate which was on Krakoa and soil and you're not supposed to hurt Krakoa so technically she really should be in the pit, in the pit yeah um Cypher does reveal that like people haven't really been in the pit yeah except for a couple like sinister right. down there and the Struckers and that's I guess kind of Sabretooth or... Sabretooth's not down there and <sighs> people he's thrown down there he's like I didn't, I didn't really sorry I lied to you about that one cool sorry Charles um He's like, I knew because I'm the most powerful psychic <laughs> in the world. Um, That's why you peed yourself earlier today. Right. But then, you know, like all of a sudden, like Krakoa, like they're like, okay, the Quiet Council is no more. We will come back better. We'll have to, we'll have to figure this out and we'll reveal it at the gala and we'll let everybody know what the next, like this is evolution. This is how it's supposed right, to be. Right. But like, wh- who's going to make decisions? How's the, how the toilet's going to get flushed? They're going to, like, they're, nothing's going to, like the toilet, I mean, like that stuff will like day to day stuff will still function. Mm. It's just the major decisions theoretically won't. But hey, that's okay because then Krakoa yeah. reacts immediately. And there was something earlier where Cipher was like, if something was going to happen, like when Exodus and Storm were fighting, yeah, Krakoa would save me because it, it protects me. Okay, okay. And Krakoa just grabs him and just shoves him in like Cipher into, into the ground. The ground. <laughs> And like everyone's like, what the hell are you doing? And Hope is able to tap into Cypher's powers for a second to talk to Krakoa. She's like, what are you Yeah, doing? why are you doing that? And Krakoa's like, I have to protect him from what's coming. Oh. And I'm like, okay. What is it? I don't, we don't know. I just love this. Fr- this is the last page of the issue. Yeah, that's awesome. Like it's, it, this, the, oh. like this was so, this, this issue was, was just easily my favorite X book in a bit in a while i yeah. love sins of sinister yeah but this issue was so good i can't like overhype this because it's just it's well written yeah it's a 
It is a wordy, beautifully written book that is like, you hate, I'm the kind of person who hates to watch things fall apart like right. this. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when it's written well. It's just, you can't help you but can't enjoy help it. it. You can't help it. You just, yeah. You're along for this ride and I just, I am I am so here for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, whatever whatever Gillen's got coming next, I'm I'm on board. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, they they like, and it's not just Gillen. Yeah. The whole X team right. has really pulled it together and really been like crafting something. Yeah, Doug and Percy. Yeah, uh, Gillen yeah. Spurrier, kinda. Yeah, no, absolutely no. He's definitely a part of it. He he helped oh, create right. Mother Righteous. Like yeah. they've uh, Ewing. All of them have really been working Ewing. together. The whole the whole team. We're forgetting yeah. people. I know that. Yeah. Um, but they're all like Phillips. Yeah, Howard. Gonna, yeah, they're know. all they're all doing such a great job right now. Um, so like I am excited for the gala. I wasn't excited for the gala, mm-hmm. but now I am. Yeah. I wasn't super excited for the last gala, but this one. Well, the last one I feel like was just kind of like a. It felt like a waste of time. Yeah, this one though. Yes. 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 Sounds good. Uh, speaking of good, I guess uh, Night Terror is number one from Donut DC. Uh, you have your Cam and Coley, uh, Wingard, and Josh Williamson writing. Uh, this is the first issue, technically, of Night Terrors. I yes. believe there's going to be four of them uh, in total. Uh, but we had the uh, the blood one. That one was like more like the alpha issue. This is like the first issue for real. Mm-hmm. Dead Man is in Batman's body. Dead Man uh, confronts uh, Insomnia. Reveals Insomnia is. Uh, a new character. He was in the Arkham Tower, Lazarus Planet. Remember that? You didn't read it, but he's just a happened. dude. He's just some guy. He says it. You're just some dude. You're just some dude. You're just some dude. And I'm like, yes. Dude works out. I know. I like. I that. was like, he talks a little like you. He does a little bit. <laughs> dude, dude works out. Yeah. Josh borrowing from uh, our our award winning All Stars podcast. Be off the no, off of back. Just you? some dude. Yeah, just that's a cla- that's a that's one of our lines. I but mean, uh, anyone has said that. There's no. No, you can't. Yeah. Everyone. everyone We're dudes. But yeah, it's, uh, uh, you know, Dead Man tooling around in Batman's body. We get a fun little, like, oh, like throwback explaining mm-hmm. Dead Man's origins. We see Dead Man versus Insomnia. I think it's basically, like, Dead Man is, like, the main character of the series, which I think yeah. Josh teased in our podcast, All Stars, which mm-hmm. you listened to. Um, which is fair. I think that's a really good choice for something that's going across books. Yeah, make it somebody who doesn't have their own book. Yeah, I, uh, I actually like that a lot, especially someone like Dead Man who has the ability to go wherever he kind of wants. Right to. Like, now, I was a ex- good call. I was expecting him to like bounce <laughs> between bodies. Like each issue of Night Terrors, he'll be like in a member of the Trinity to like kind of like keep the pillars going and like you know ape off of sales. But I think he's gonna be Batman the whole time. We'll see. Mm. But uh, yeah, he wakes up Wesley Dodd, which is really cool. And I'm like, hey, wait to bring back Sandman. Wake, he doesn't just wake him up. He Lazarus pits him. He Lazarus pits him, which is funny because initially there was like a hot second when he's. I'm talking. like Alfred. Not even a little bit. What? No. I thought he was gonna use. Uh, that is not where I was going at all. Mm-hmm. No. Um. Uh, when he um. No, I actually I thought that was going to a different place for a mm. second, but I should have remembered that. I don't think that was possible. But in the early stuff where he's talking about um, who's behind all of this, yeah, and, like we talk about, you no, know, where the Nightmare Stone comes from, right? And Wesley Dodd is there, and I was like, is Wesley Dodd insomnia? Like, is that is right. him? Yeah, like, is that we're doing something there? Or, like, I, I that was, was neat. Like he something happened. It's mm-hmm. cracked. I I don't know. There's also we'll get into this. There's, I have like one. We'll go into it. There's not... nothing else really to talk about. So well, no, because I want to talk about the fact that it's like Wesley Dodd is coming back. And I'm like, that's cool. But as like a zombie, like he is not like resurrected. He's, no. he's puppeted. He's, he's only, t- the implication is that he's back for, uh, for this mystery. And then right. that's it. Right, right. And I'm like, yeah, obviously we could have gone to the Hall family again. Yeah. I thought for a second we were going to contact like work. Oh, not well. well. Well, dream. Dream. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I love that as Wesley. I think it's a perfect pull. Yes. My one thing mm-hmm. that I can't figure out 
why it was written this way. And I, it, I think it's just something I'm not piecing together with the way in which it was written. Yeah. Um, is that in the, and I normally, this is not my kind of, I would not, I'm not a stickler for this type of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. you read things as little edits and errors, like all over the place. Fine. There's something in this on the page where it's all about the nightmare crystal. Yes. And it says that Dr. Destiny had, um, the dream stone. Yeah. And that John D stole it. Right. And I was like, they're the same person. Yes. <laughs> so I'm not sure. I'm like, are you saying, I think you're saying like, do, like, yeah, they're all the same person. I think he's just saying like, he's referring to him twice, but with two different names. That I was that I read that it, where I, I read that several times yeah. where I was like, I yeah, no, I think quite... he's just saying it both. OK, but, I just wanted to make sure. Right. Because I was like, they are the same person unless we're doing some sort of. Nope, they're the same person. Yeah. Um. So, OK. Yep. Cool. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, uh, I'm looking it, forward to more. But I had a good time like reading this. Dead Man's voice is really well uh, executed. Uh, uh, you know, the puppeting of Batman, but in few, but making it really about dead man yeah uh insomnia i don't i don't care for insomnia like i i like insomnia's attitude i like his origin i think it's like it's funny because it's very cemented in now i think that should feel relevant people should enjoy that like yeah it's like hey listen lazarus planet nobody really read it or cared right but it mattered and it happened and yeah. it's informing this night terrors is a thing that's happening whether you like it or not and it and it is paying off things and characters are referring to things that are happening in books right now you know, it is very much a product of its time. Will people remember Night Terrors five years from now? Probably not. But if they do, they might be like, Neh. like it'll be a perfect back issue. Because oh, it's like, sure. oh man, okay, so in Lazarus Planet, this happens. And then like because of the rain, uh, it hits this guy, right? And it's like, and then the like that's that, but that's that back issues, the show that we make here, almost at 500 episodes, is <laughs> it, it, it is it is a love letter to comics in that, like, that is the conversation. The conversation is like, oh yeah, no, this is, so John D is Dr. Destiny and he steals a stone from Vertigo and he is by he fought the Justice League, but he also was written by Neil Gaiman. And um, the Lazarus Planet was created and it, and it was supposed to be just one story, but it was actually an event that was made by editorial that had Mark K. Wade had to write and he was happy to do it. Nobody read it. So now they're doing night terrors and it's like, but, but it matters. And here's why, yeah. you know, like I like all that. I think that's wonderful uh, in its, in its own way. I, um, I, I just don't like his design. I just don't think inside me is fun looking. Well, okay. A couple like, yes, I agree with that. Um, he his like dude form yeah for like five seconds I was like that looks like donny cates <laughs> <laughs> hmm. i but like i don't know it was just what my brain yes when he's like strapped to the thing yeah i yeah. was like that looks like donny cates a hmm. little bit um i think the reason why i am like so like having fun like i think this is it's well written I'm, I'm like i right? think it's enjoyable but i think the reason why i am enjoying it as much as i am um and maybe why other people don't don't have the same enthusiasm as i do is because like i have read several things in which dead man is a ride-along yes and i love it i don't i i've tried to get into dead man just on his own it's like just dead man interacting with other folk yeah i really like it and i think that's part of the sell for me for this book is that i'm just like hey i really like when dead man interacts with other folk in the dc universe yes yeah no i agree (laughs) And it's just a fun issue. Uh, check it out if you haven't already. But like Night Terror is good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, and and uh, there there are tie-ins that I haven't read, you know, and I don't have to, and I don't feel like I'm missing anything. But maybe I will go back and read them. Who knows? You know, we'll see. Uh, I also read Fallen Friend: The Death of His Marvel Number One from G. Willow Wilson and Ta- uh, Takashi Takashi Miyazawa. Uh, this, of course, is a uh, <laughs> desperate cash grab to infuse money into the line because we needed to 
kill off Ms. Marvel so that we can turn into a mutant like three months after we killed her. Uh, you know, I don't even care anymore about like the, about being upset or outraged or cynical or about this because like it is just par for the course. Like they're going to kill Moon Knight. They killed Doctor Strange. Like, they, you know, they're doing all this. You know, everybody dies and they all get a thing. You know, luckily, not all well, of them on have... the cover. Hmm. So they all get a thing. Yeah. Well, he's on the cover. That's right. He is on the. Yeah, he is on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, but it, it, at least G. Will Wilson got to write it, and it was like well executed. The art's great. Uh, stories there, and you know we get to see like the Marvel universe, but more importantly, Kamala Khan's universe react to her death, and it was nice. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was really nice. There's a beautiful champion section that was okay. written by Mark Wade, where we just Humberto Ramos drew it. It's just like a little like throwback slash like sequel and that was really nice mm-hmm. um it's most about viv, viv but who cares um you know spider-man obviously i was like he's on the cover he's the reason she's dead why isn't he here and then the last like three pages he shows up yeah and it was well done like how he shows up i was like that's nice i don't think spider-man would i don't think spider-man believes that but it was a nice thing to say to his pa- to her parents mm. um i liked it I-, I liked it despite the fact that it was like that it sucks and it shouldn't exist and they blah, 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 all the other mad, like angry things you could say about this book sure but it was well written and it was well drawn and everyone is behaving consistently and i really liked like wolverine's use in this story iron man captain america except for he doesn't take off his shoes which is kind of like why didn't you take off your shoes captain america iron man literally took his boots off <laughs> but uh you know there's a lot going on maybe we jump cut but like you know everybody who is who is who is shown is great like everybody and and you know, I didn't read a lot of Ms. Marvel ever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, but I but I recognize her place in the universe. And I think they didn't overinflate her value mm. or or her place in the universe. And it was nice. It was just a, like, OK, you know, it's not asking a lot. Right. You don't have to read it, but it's not asking a lot. OK. Uh, I also read Amazing Spider-Man number uh, 29 from Zeb Wells and Ed McGinnis. What? This is the book that they want to make. This is like if, if you if you dropped Spider-Man like I told you to, <laughs> then you missed it which is fine and they deserve to miss it because of what they've done. But the thing is you can see night and day what they want to do and what they're told to do. You could feel it in the pages. Like you can feel it in characterization. You can feel it in the story, you know, in this story, you know, Dr. Octopus's original arms leave Doc Ock cause he's, fr- <laughs> he's freaking out and he like, yeah. And they're sentient and they like, like Peter and they remember him. And, and they have a little like hat and a suitcase and yeah, they- they're like, I'm out of here. Now they are like that. They, they are like that. They, 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 you know, they're beaten up by Doc Ock and then they leave and they go to J Jonah Jameson who calls Spider-Man and then Spider-Man and JJ like work on the arms together. And then Pete like incorporates them into himself. So now he's going to have like Doc Ock arms. And it's just like, this is the kind of shit I'm like, yeah, I read Spider-Man for this stuff. And meanwhile, Doc Ock kidnapped Norman Osborn and is like, you humiliated me in Superior Spider-Man. And now I'm going to get you. And I'm going to make you a goblin again. I made my own goblin serum and I'm going to make you one. I'm like, these are the things that people want. Like, yeah. this is the story people ask for. There's also a gratuitous two-page rec wrap. Remember that that Spider-Man yeah, Ninja yeah, Turtle? Or Battletoad? Yeah. Yeah, and that's like, that is as egregious as like a James Town in the fourth character. You know, it's just like, here's my character. Yeah. Remember, remember this? And it's like, yeah, yeah, I, I remember it. I couldn't forget it. And I hate it. And there's even like a little editor's note. that's like, 
we don't like him, but Je- Zeb Wells likes it. Like, you know, Ed McGinn just wanted to draw him, so we put him in here. You know, it's like, will he do anything or be be important? No. And I'm like, don't put that in there. And it, you know who always does it? It's the editor. The editor always puts those in. The editor always like pats himself on the back and goes like, I did a really good thing. And I'm like, you're not creative. Don't don't pretend. You're an editor. Make sure the book isn't spelled wrong. Make sure there's no continuity errors. Make sure the book comes out on time. That's your job. Mm. You want to write? Go write. I'm sure Dark Horse or or Skybound would love to give you a friggin' book. Knock yourself out. But like, don't 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 put your little shit in this book, okay? Because you're not creative. Um, but it's this issue was like cute. I'm like, eh, this is fun. You know, at, at best, Spider-Man should be inspiring and make you feel. And at worst, it should be like silly and forgettable. Right. And that's what this was. Okay. You know, uh, if you if you if you miss Spider-Man, you might want to check it out. There's uh, there's nary a reference to any of the crap that's been going on. Well, that's nice. You know, but they don't deserve your money, so don't don't even bother. <laughs> they really don't. Uh, Scuba J, it's weird. When I first got into comics, I preferred Marvel. Then I got burned out, and now I love DC and its extended universe. Uh, right? A lot of people feel that way. I think about DC and and uh, and Marvel's a good gateway company mm, yeah, yeah. you know uh although marvel looks at it's funny like i think marvel is a fantastic gateway company for the big two marvel thinks batman is a perfect gateway character to superhero comics just in general yeah okay like internally marvel's like we need batman uh so yeah uh let's talk about some books that are coming out this week that we think you should check out sure world's finest number 17 you gotta buy it it's a fantastic series i love it Superboy Man of Tomorrow number four. I think it's funny. We talk about this, the idea that like there's Superboy Man of Tomorrow and Super Wo- Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. Yeah. That we get both. Yeah, and they were both in space. Yeah, how weird. Uh, Night Terror Superman number one. I got to read this. The cover is great. Does it remind me of Dark Knight Returns Superman? Sure. Do oh I care? Oh my God, yeah, it does. Yeah, do I care? No, I'm still it's like a It's like a combination of that and um, what was it? Batman Superman? Yeah. Like that. Uh... Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. No, I don't. I thought I did, but I don't. Yeah, they did like the animated series for it as well. Yeah, with Kara and Oh, I see. Yes, yes. The Jeff World's Finest. No, is it World's Finest? No, it's not. No, no, no. Just Batman Superman. Yeah, Yeah. I was right. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, But it has like that sort of like sizing. To him. Yes, his his proportions are 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 kind of that. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Night Terror's Nightwing. I'm going to read that. Void Rivals. I read the first two pages of the first issue. I should probably read more of this series before I, you know, forget. Uh, Moon Knight City of the Dead number one. Uh, that's Jed Mc- uh, That's uh, David Pepos' supplemental Moon Knight book that's coming out. It's a mini series okay. that's coming out alongside Jed's. It does. It is in continuity, and it and it and it complements Jed's. It doesn't try to do anything. Okay. That uh, that that usurps it. Okay. You would know that if you checked out our chat with David Pepos oh. here on this channel. Check out that episode. Uh, Night Terrors Wonder Woman is coming out. Hawk Girl's getting her own debut. Look at that cover for Night Terrace. Catwoman tell me that they stopped being gratuitous in comic books. Yeah, trust me, that one. I was like, boy, what? I, I saw that already. What? <laughs> Obviously, I'm going to pick up Night Terror's punchline because she is the greatest character created in the last 25 right, years. You. Uh, yeah. Is that it? I think so. Oh, uh, Last Ronin, Lost Day, special number one is coming out. I'll check that out. Um, we got to read Vicious Circle too. Yes, number two is coming out. We got to we got to do it. Yeah. What else we got? Uh, well, I was gonna recommend Night Terror's Wonder Woman. Who did it? I didn't even know. Jerk Josie Campbell with uh, and Stephanie Phillips with art by Stephanie Juan Williams. 
70 Williams. Oh, I've said Phillips because I read a 70, 70 Phillips book before. <laughs> exactly. And uh, are by Juan Ferreira and Megan Hetrick. Ooh. Oh, there's a backup. Okay. So it's Josie Campbell and Juan Ferreira for the main. And then uh, the backup is Stephanie Williams and Megan Hetrick. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, cool. We figured it out, everybody. I wonder if she is related to Glenn Hetrick of Optic Literally Nerd, special Literally all I could think of. Um, I will. I might check out Blade number one. Yeah. Who wrote it? Brian Hill. With art by Elena Casagrande. I know Casagrande. I don't yeah. know Brian's work. Let's listen. Um, I, I, I got to at least try one issue of Blade. You got to try I got at least one issue of Blade, right? Totally. X-Men Red number 13, uh, Al Ewing. Naturally. I mean, instant buy. Genesis, man. It's not, it's not a good scene. Yeah. I mean, storms everywhere right now. I don't know what the, that, the poor woman. Yeah. How does she find the time? I don't know. I, I <laughs> um yeah, I think that's oh, also something's killing the children. Number 31 is coming out this week. Uh, did you say World's Finest already? I did indeed. Okay, good. I just want to make sure you so caught that. It's a, it's it's the best DC series out there. Oh, and Star Trek Day of Blood number one's coming out. That's uh IDW's massive Star Trek crossover. Oh, when I say it's a crossover, I read it. Uh yeah. Yeah, it's a crossover. That crew is, I'm like, what? Oh, it, what? Oh. Who? Okay. It's insane. Oh, all right. I I, I didn't, didn't know. I didn't know much about it at all. I know. I guess that's kind of it. Yeah, that seems, ain't that enough? Well, I usually, I have like 12,000 books. I'm, I'm just like, well, look at, look at that. Storms, yeah. the wolf, Storms the new Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> She's everywhere. I'm yeah, like, no, it's true. Jeez. We want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you to our super chatters for sponsoring today's show. Hopefully we'll see you guys at San Diego Comic-Con, but we should, uh, we'll see if we're back. We'll see how jet lagged we are. We are getting back on Monday at 5 a.m. So I don't know about that. We'll see what happens, but probably not. But uh, we'll have something else for you instead. Okay. But make sure to check us out and we'll see you guys next time with an all new episode of Off the Rack. Right, that's it. Yeah, that's I got nothing else. Yeah, did you order dinner? I did. See you next week. But I just did it.